All right. I hope you know who that is. Okay. His brother's playing today, too. Uh, that's Stanley Turrentine, and uh, the brother's in the band, Tommy, on trumpet. T- Stanley Turrentine, of course, is on tenor sax. Sonny Clark on piano. This was his last recording. Uh, Kenny Burrell on guitar. Butch Warren on bass. And Al Harewood on drums. This is from the album Jubilee Shout, released in 1962. This is Lead Stories. I'm Utrecht Lead. Welcome, or welcome back, <laughs> whichever applies. Well, it is Free Your Mind Friday. What is that, you ask? Well, Free Your Mind Friday is when we dispense with our regular format and we open up the program to be a, a forum, a freewheeling forum in which people can express their opinions, and I'm coming back to that word, it's going to be very important to understand it, their opinions about things that matter. You ought to have an opinion, not your feelings about something, but an opinion. What's the difference? When you have an opinion, it is assumed that you have looked a little deeper than you normally would into a subject area. You have evaluated the the points of view that have been presented, and you have your own opinion. You, You come to your own conclusion and you think your conclusion, which is now your opinion, uh, is worth exploring. So you share it. And that's really what it is. Please make sure that on Free Your Mind Friday, you have an opinion. Don't just get on the air and yammer. Uh, we, we have to up our game, and by that I mean we have to learn how to present a cogent idea. And, you know, of course, if it comes down to it you, you, and you're called upon to defend it, you, you can do that. But first, explore a topic to the point that you have drawn an open opinion about it, and you are now sharing that opinion with others, and of course, people are free to take issue, they're free to also agree and underscore your point, give you some more ammunition, as it were, Uh, but it is about getting yourself accustomed to the idea of putting different facets of a story or subject matter together so that you can present to anybody at any time, anywhere, an opinion, a concerted opinion. Okay, that makes you armed and dangerous, by the way. Um, I listen 
very astutely to television and radio and it's very hard to get opinions it's people just talking and uh, they're not directed to be more uh, concise and more precise in this opinion that they are expressing so they get off the hook and it's bad to develop that habit because you are and I am we all are agents of change or possible agents of change and we create that change by interacting with people and sharing what our opinions that's the the point of developing the habit of forming opinions about things the number to call is 888-874-4888 888-874-4888 and please let us in on your opinion about some subject or the other and we'll tell you whether you're on the right track or whether we agree or people will let you know whether they disagree. 888-874-4888. All right, let's get moving. Uh, the number has been announced and you know the number to call. And uh, let's not dilly-dally. You have something to say, let's hear it and give it our opinion give your opinion our opinion and you see how how you did did you get your point across did people like your argument did you fall short in in drawing your conclusion which is very important in drawing uh, opinions you should have some kind of a conclusion and it should be very clear where you stand. You can't duck. <laughs> you've got you've to take a stand one way or the other and express an opinion. Now, this sounds kind of weird, but you'd be surprised that people sometimes, they're in their 60s and 70s and never have had an opinion. Uh, that's true. They've never been asked their opinion. Uh, they get away sometimes by saying, well, this is how I feel, but that's not an opinion. An opinion is arrived at after you have examined an issue and you weighed certain facts and you, you have your take on it. And that is your opinion. Okay, let's start off with the Virgin Islands. King from the Virgin Islands, you're on the air. Greetings, you three. Thank you. Greetings to you. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and greetings to your listening audience, of course. Thank you. So, so um, I have an opinion. Um, I understand that the U.S. government, Biden administration, has... Um, uh, established a new uh, disinformation, homeland security, or something of that nature. And um, I want to express that 
the government is trying everything. Well, I, before you, know, you go, I, don't, don't go, yeah. don't go any further. Have you yeah. confirmed that? Um, well, I've seen it on the on the news. Uh, there was some fallout about this disinformation. I, I, I might not be quoting it exactly right, but in other words, they're going to check the internet and they're going to check any kind of, um, I guess, media. And if they if they consider your information disinformation, they will. Um, they didn't actually say what they were going to do, but apparently they're going to put some pressure on you. Okay, so right off the bat, you were not certain what it is. Well, I just mentioned that as um, the latest assault on civil liberties and freedoms that uh, heretofore were, you know, just automatic as a human being with flesh and blood that flows. Uh, you automatically had certain rights. You know, first of all, like, I'm not going to let you off the hook just yet. The okay, let me get to your order of The first order of business is to be to establish your base argument, and you haven't. Because okay, you don't sorry, know I, I, I know you, I was all precise. over the field. Yeah. All right, but um, <laughs> in a nutshell, you know, without wasting too much of your precious time and the audience. Um, what I'm saying is I feel that the people are asleep at the wheel and the government is taking no, over no, with no, the... No, uh, no, 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 You're doing exactly the opposite of what I just uh, finished talking about. Oh, You boy. don't have the facts about what you're talking about, and yet you have an opinion. What's wrong with that yeah. picture? Uh, maybe I'm not expressing it properly. Right, let me try it one more time, and then I'll, you know, maybe wave the white flag. The point I'm trying to make is that for the last 10, 20 years, um, civil liberties for the average Joe in America have been uh, depleted. And this uh, latest, um, uh, uh, I guess, agency that's uh, going to be the disinformation agency, uh, according to the reports, uh, you know, I'm going by news reports and Internet, they, this, uh, they went before Congress. Uh, what I'm saying is um, one is not uh, free to exist, uh, you know, without hurting anybody else, of course, uh, without the government meddling into your personal affairs. I mean, it, it, it's... Okay, but, but again, you, 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 you're not doing your job. You're not doing your job. You're supposed to come to us and explain what the issue is. That's your first order of business. Explain what it is. And then you get into why you differ with it or what your your criticisms are of it. But you are continuing. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't have your facts straight. And yet you are telling us about your conclusion. You see right. what I mean? Okay. You contradict yeah. yourself. Yeah, I don't want to, you know, get scrambled here, I, and I know I'm jumping around, but I, I, I think <laughs> the basic. If I could, if I could say it in one little quick. Uh, no, you can't say it because you don't have your basic facts right. I have the facts, but I'm not expressing it. That's uh, to your. Uh, well, then, then you don't have it right. How are we supposed to listen to someone who allegedly has the facts but isn't? expressing it, but has an opinion about it. 
You, yeah. you really do damage to us today. I am failing my grades here. But um, at the same time, <laughs> what I'm saying is... No, 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 no. We have my, to end it my, here. My, my ending it here. Right, we ending it let, here. Let me say this. this, is, this you can't say, seconds, I, I know I, have, I don't you have my thing correct, but at the same time, you get it? You, you can't do that anymore. You make Alrighty. a point, and you make and a point it. because you have some facts that back it up. But we can't have you just going all over the place, and then we are supposed yeah. to decide whether you're making sense or you're not. You yeah. haven't done but your made, job yeah. today. I appreciate it. I'll, okay. I'll go back to the to the to the board. But um, my main thing is people need to stand up for their rights. No, and I'll leave it there. You, you have a blessed you day. Keep, you keep, people need to stand up for their rights. You keep repeating right. You keep repeating I mean, you got to roll up your sleeve for crying out loud. Just the whole of nursing just, job. Just I mean, it's cut. ridiculous. Just Come cut on. for the time The government overreach. All right, right, bye. I appreciate it, Patrice. Thank you. No, I, I don't thank you. I, I'm listening, but I don't want to waste your time. I'm not, I obviously don't no, have you, to you, I won't let you waste our time. This is the whole yeah. point. I just finished explaining right. how you set up your argument, what you need I to do to it. establish your argument, and then we can listen and figure out, well, which side of the coin do we fall on? But you, you keep okay. going ahead, and I'm, I'm giving you every possible hint that you're off track. And All right, I'm going to work on my Good. I like that. Good idea. Thank you very much for calling in. Thank you, you Thank you. And you're, all, you're, you're always the greatest. Don't, don't matter if I, you know, fail the grades <laughs> at this time. That's <laughs> all right. It's okay. It happens this way sometimes so that you can be even twice as good the next time. Gwen from New York, you're on the air. Hi, Eutrice. How are you today? Hello. Okay, thank Good. you. How are you? I'm okay. Um, I have an opinion about uh, the format of the show, the general format, and I wanted to share that because um, I've, I'm really concerned. Um, yesterday, at the end of the show, somebody called me out by name and was very critical of my sharing and my point of view. And I really think that uh, it's, I have no problem with anybody saying, um, you know, they don't agree with uh, uh, an opinion, but I'm not sure that we need to call each other's names out because then we become, we go into a name calling session. And I think that for me, I would really rather this person mention my family and uh, told me what I should be doing with my family. And, you know, it was very personal. It was a very personal attack. And, um, I just feel that uh, that if we're going to be sharing here and you don't agree with somebody, I think it'd just be fine, a better idea to say, you know, someone expressed this opinion and I'd like to counter that opinion. But I think to personally go after somebody over the, the airwaves is a very negative experience. I feel that it will make people be much less uh, uh, willing to be open about their points of view, if we have to worry about being shamed later on because we had that point of view and called out by person. You don't have to agree with my point of view. You can even speak about my point of view. But I would prefer that we keep this at 
a, a, a non-personal level. It's, it's, uh, it, it, I just felt that that was very unwarranted. I will insist on it. I did not. I don't recall uh, that happening. It happened, really at, it happened at the end of the show, and this person uh, not only. I mean, look, I could. He, I hear the, I heard him making fun of my point of view about Russia. That's fine. He didn't use my name, but at the end, he said that I should go back to taking care of my parents and that I shouldn't be fighting with my brother. You know, when I shared with this audience about my... That's, that's way question, out of line. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I, I, I did not hear that. That's way out of line. We, we don't... Yes. So, I don't like that. I, I don't... You know, you I really love the show. And I really sometimes do get personal, only because I want people to understand that, you know, I'm going through this kind of pain, too. And I'm willing to share that. But I'm not willing to have a sermon about being a good little girl and going back home and taking care of my mommy and dad. I do take care of my parents. And the fact that, that my family, like so many others in this country, had a terrible split because of President Trump, that was real. It wasn't about my family. It was trying to demonstrate to the rest of the audience that this is something that has been a, a, a side effect of having Trump be elected into this office. And many, many families went through this. I wasn't the only one. But I feel very, very upset when I got off yesterday and heard my name being called out like that and, and being told really to, to go back to my corner and be a good little girl and take care of my mom and dad. Um, no, I, I, had I really, very seriously, had I really heard that, I would have said something. And I would have excoriated the person for doing something I mean, it must, you know, but the person said my name out loud, and it was very offensive to me. But I I just want to say, too, that I really love the shares on the program, and many times I don't agree. But I think that we should interact with each other over our opinions, not our personal point of view, but our opinions. I think that's all correct. But you can just say another called and express this opinion, and that way – Everyone is still in a safe place. But when we start calling each other out by name, we're not in a safe place anymore. And we could end up going into nothing but name-calling sessions by the end of it if we let it spiral out of control like that. Well, thank you for bringing that to my attention. But really, I don't remember hearing that. I would have gone bananas immediately about that because I don't do that. And I really would like everybody to feel safe in making their contribution, even if people disagree. But you, you can't do that. It's just not going to be allowed. So thanks for pulling my coat, and I'm on notice. No problem. No problem. Thank, Thank you, you for having your show, you trees. <laughs> Thank you. Dylan from Long Island, you're on the air. I'm afraid. Hello? Can you hear me? Yes, but it's got a lot of static on the line. You know, I better call back another time. Thank you. Oh, no, I can hear you now. I can hear you better now. All right. I just want to uh, express my opinion that the, uh, the roughly two-thirds of the earth is either desert or desertifying. And a man named Alan Savory came up with a, a way of pulling semi-arid land back from desert by moving grazing animals across it. And uh, there are people doing this all over the world right now, and it really has the potential to restore the whole planet. The idea being that in the past, what most people did is they had a bunch of grazing animals 
that they kept on a piece of ground all the time. <clears throat> and with regenerative grazing, what they do is you restrict animals to a very small portion of land for a very short period of time. <clears throat> Many of these people move their animals twice a day. And uh, once the animals have grazed this area intensely, they will not come back to that area for whatever it takes for that grass to regrow, maybe three months, four months, something like that. And uh, the effect of their urine and their manure and their everything else on the land, plus the, the action of their hooves um, making spaces for rainwater to seep in, uh, <laughs> regenerates the land. It turns it back into... Uh, productive semi-arid land, which is a lot like what existed on the African savannas in the past, where there were a few trees, lots of grass, uh, a brief rainy season, a long dry season, but the plants were able to keep growing. How am I doing? Well, you, you're setting the stage for an argument, but I haven't heard your argument. Well, it just it occurs to me that uh, to be to we have all these people in the world right now who are showing up at borders. They have nothing to do. They have no way of supporting themselves. <clears throat> and if they could each be set up with the very small amount of equipment you need to do this practice to just move animals across the. Uh, the country, you know, whatever. I mean, on <clears throat> it doesn't take much. The reason this is possible is because they have electric fencing now. So you don't need permanent fences. You don't need permanent paddocks. You just fence off an area with either a solar, <clears throat> solar-powered or battery-powered electric fence. It keeps the animals. You have to provide and possibly some uh, minerals. But other than that, keep moving. The expense, the cost we're, we're sustaining to keep people in cages down in the, on the uh, southern border, we could have those people do So let me ask actually, you, uh, so what therefore gives anybody the right to decide, well, you're not doing anything, you can get into herding animals. Right. I'm not saying that you, you impose it upon them. I'm saying that you offer them the option if they want, you know, if they want to be set up with a, uh, <coughs> a way of sustaining themselves and not just sitting around, you know, looking at the, the fence they're held into. And you're rebuilding the, the planet at the same time. Yes, but I'm not you're, just also about controlling, you're also controlling somebody's life, and that needs to be very much uh, in focus. You, I'm you sorry? can't make uh, you, you're being arbitrary in a way by deciding. Well, they could be using their time more profitably if they did this, if they looked into this. Um, but do you really have the right to do that? 
do I have the right to offer somebody an opportunity? I mean, they don't have to do it if they don't want to. What I'm saying is this is a very important thing to do. There are many people doing it on their own because they have the option of doing it on their own, but I'm just saying that, <clears throat> no, I, I mean, it depends on how you look at it. I mean, I think offering people an option is, is a very fine thing. Well, you can call it offering them an option. Some may say that it is also targeting, um, that you don't offer people, say, in Connecticut that option. You don't well, offer... People in Connecticut already have that option. <laughs> I'm saying, as, as a, on a whole, you, you, you are focusing on a group that is powerless in terms of making their own decisions as to what they want to do, and you rationalize it that, look, I'm giving you an option, uh, which isn't really an option. You are also making the case that if they are serious, and if the United States gets serious about this, people should be uh, encouraged to take opportunities, whatever they are, that come their way. Right. Well, I'm not referring either to just the United States. I'm, I mean, this is going on all over the world. There are people running away I from understand. It's, it's the same concept. It's the same concept. The people who are offered these opportunities tend to be people who are poor, people who have few options, people who are not really able to exercise decisions about their lives that anybody else would would have and the anybody intention might be good but it doesn't really come across that way how how is it any different from anybody being offered a job anywhere well, it's you have being, the right it's different. to not take it's, it, and no, if you do take you it, you have to understand with... it. I'm going to explain it to you. When somebody is offered a job, uh, what do you mean by that? And why do you make that alignment that this is, in fact, telling people about this other possibility that they could get themselves work. You're not talking about whether it, the parity of payment, what kind of payment are they going to get? What benefits do they get? Is that the same as any other job? Well, would they I get mean, would they, leave? I mean, would they be able to take care of their children? Would they be able to buy a house? All the other things that people who are offered jobs can do. I'm not talking about a, a permanent situation or, you know, any, or, you know, the idea was simply that if people have the option of doing nothing or doing something for which the country would be grateful and perhaps, you know, down the line give them... Um, are, you, are you aware of the big holes you're digging right now? <laughs> are yes, you aware? Uh, you're digging big holes right now well, because your well, argument is falling apart. Uh, and you will not admit that these people will be uh, considered from the start. There will be targeted people. 
and they will not enjoy equal rights, they will not enjoy benefits, they will not enjoy parity pay, they will not enjoy sick leave. How can you be Because they will be categorized in a particular uh, fashion, and we've seen it happen time and again. Uh, people when, who work when have we seen it happen? I'm sorry? It's happening right when now. When have we seen that happen? Right now. Right this minute. The people who work in the poultry business have a particular uh, pay scale that hasn't changed in years. They have to stand on their feet all day. They do not get the protection of federal agencies that are supposed to inspect these plants and these fields and uh, assure them that they are protected workers. No, but you're, you're talking about a, 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 an existing uh, form of animal husbandry that I'm trying to fight. I mean, I don't... The people who actually do what I'm talking about with poultry, the birds are never in a building. They are moved across the landscape. <clears throat> uh, they're free to eat whatever they find. Yeah, the, the birds are free. The workers are not. That's my point. The birds right. are great. That's in the existing. They, they can fly around. They can you know, take a rest. They can lay eggs if they feel like it. Fine. The workers are not. The workers do not have options. Let me say this much. The, the, the existing paradigm for raising beef is to keep them on a piece of land where they are constantly uh, exposed to their own dung and urine. Yes, we got that and then point. They are you made that point. Feed lot made that point already. We got that point. The, the, the point that you're not getting is that you're still talking about a targeted class, and there's a history of the maltreatment of targeted classes in this right, country. I'm not, I'm not talking about these people raising beef for the market. I'm talking about them merely moving the, the animal across the landscape in order to refurbish the landscape. And the government has to obviously provide them with food, uh, at least some sort of housing. But that's not, that's, no, no, that's, you're not getting the point I'm making. It is not that what they are just being asked to do. A job is a job. And in the United States, when you have a job worth having, there are protections. You belong to a union. They tend not to be uh, unionized. And they tend to be uh, denied the right to organize unions and to belong to unions. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, you're right. Okay. Listen, I'd be glad to that's have these people unionized. I'm not merely right. talking about homeless people who have been driven. I mean, I think this option should be available to anybody. And that there Whether should be... It, the same thing will apply. They will immediately be classified they will belong to a group. They will be assigned their place in our society based on the job that they will be doing. 
and it would be the way I the way I see it, it would be the equivalent of going into the service. Are those people assigned a you know? If you go in the service for a couple of years and you expect to get something out, how is that a bad deal? It is. I'm. I'm not saying it is a bad deal or whatnot. I'm saying be aware that these things have been existing rigidly classified for years, for decades. You don't just decide, for example, when you get into the armed services, uh, kind of fed up being uh, the, the, the guy who goes out to find out where the enemy is. I think I want to be a cook. That is not easily done. <laughs> you enter as a guy who goes to find where the enemy is, that's your job. You don't You're get kind of shit. losing me, to tell you the truth. <laughs> you see? So it sounds like a good idea, but when you look at it more closely, you see it's not. It's not a good but, idea. Well, the details. The, it's good that you are. It's good that you have a, 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 you know, a concern about the the welfare of the animals. I'm talking about the welfare of the people who are being targeted to take care of the animals. And I think and that what cases, I'm suggesting is a way of improving their lives. I'll tell. You, I would, if I may, just okay. say, I would like particularly to have uh, bring this to the attention of your friend Harvey, because I'm sure Harvey will disagree with me. Well, yes, but I'm not a messenger. I don't carry messages. No, I'm not asking you so to do it. I'm just Harvey might be listening to yeah, I'm sure Harvey's listening, right? I haven't heard from him yet. No, I haven't heard from him yet today. But uh, I'm sure he's listening, and if he has a mind to respond, he will respond. All right. I, if I, may I don't just, carry messages. If I may just say to his attention... Uh, a few names that he could look because Harvey is an infatig indefatigable researcher. No, don't give him an assignment on my program. I'm not assigning it. I'm, it's a possibility. He doesn't have to do it if he doesn't. Yeah, well, it. the possibility is that you will get me irritated. That's a great possibility if you do that. I kind of so, feel like I already irritated. As it is, right for the for the time being. You say what? Leave it as it is for the time being. You've made your argument. I differ, clearly. And if Harvey's listening, he will chime in. May I mention a name to your attention, if you have any no. further interest? No, do not mention names to me. We just got through that. Gwen just talked about not having her name and her family's name being bandied around on the airwaves. I'm talking about people who, of their own volition, put... Sir, you uh, keep not listening to me. You, you, you have your own thing, and you're going down the road according to your map. Okay, you keep I changing it around. I'm not attacking one of your... But, but, no, it's not about what you're not doing. I'm telling you, on this program, it is not recommended that you do that. I, I really do not understand what you said. It's your show, all right? Fine. 
I understand I was, that you I don't was, understand, but, but that's the way it is. I, I have to make up rules. Thinking that I could offer something for the possible education for anyone who might be interested in it. Yes, but I am not an agent for anyone, and I'm not a messenger for anyone. Please, Nobody's asking you to do anything. I apologize if you've got that that impression. Thank you very much. Let's move on. Leona from Michigan, you're on the air. Uh, Greetings, you, Therese, and greetings to your audience. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, listen. I, I was calling because I wanted you. Oh yeah, I was calling because I, I I needed to clear up something that I said yesterday. I called in yesterday on your show and toward the tail end, uh, I was talking about an article that I had received via email, and uh, the article was about how a retired uh, colonel by the name of uh, Lawrence Wilkerson, how he had said that. Uh, Israel is dragging the United States into World War III. And um, uh, I had said that he said this a week ago. Well, uh, what I have since learned is that uh, he didn't say that a week ago because the article that I received on yesterday was dated uh, March 12, 2018. Uh, This article was was with the uh, Mint Press News, and it was written by a uh, uh, I think it's a guy, a man named Darius Shata Masabi. And uh, I, I, uh, I wanted to uh, clear up that uh, error on my part because, you know, the, the, the lead paragraph of this particular article says that, you know, Israel is in the process of plunging America into a war with Iran that could destroy what's left of the Middle East and ignite a third world war. Colonel Lawrence Wilkerson former chief of staff for two, Secretary of State Corlin Powell, warned in Washington approximately a week ago. Uh, uh, Wilkinson, a retired Army colonel who now teaches in at Washington area universities, did not hold back in his critique of where the status quo is leading the United States via its client state. And he said this at an annual Israel lobby at the National Press Club, sponsored by the Washington Report on Middle Middle East Affairs and the Institute for Research on uh, Middle Eastern Policy. And uh, I, um, I felt it necessary to uh, correct that uh, error that I made on yesterday because, you know, I'm thinking it was a current article, but it was not a current article. It was an, uh, uh, it was an article dated March 12, 2018, and uh, uh, the colonel made that statement, you know, Back in 2018, it wasn't last week. Okay. Well, now I could ask you. Yes, ma'am. What What about the article uh, did you find newsworthy? Newsworthy, and you know, uh, a good topic to discuss on this program. Well, uh, in the context of uh, well, well, in the context of uh, the. Um, Ukraine, uh, Washington uh, situation. My, my understanding of it, and uh, other articles that I've that I've read related to uh, the influence of uh, the Israeli lobby on the congressional on Congress, and and uh, the fact that I had saw a video some time ago of when when. Uh, 
Benjamin Netanyahu was the prime minister of Israel, and now he got over 20-plus standing ovations in the halls of Congress when he came to speak directly to the Congress. Uh, Democrats and Republicans stood up on more than 20 occasions and gave him a standing ovation. And in light of the fact that I've, I've, I've heard from reliable sources that many of the uh, staff members uh, who work in Congress have dual citizenship with the United States and with Israel. And um, those were, well, and, and the fact that he mentioned, uh, I mean, Wilkerson said, and I quote, he said uh, that uh, Israel is headed toward, quote, this is back in 2018 now, a massive confrontation with the various powers arrayed against it, a confrontation that will suck America in and perhaps terminate the experiment that is Israel and do irreparable damage to the empire that America has become. End of quote. Is and, and the other thing was, colonel, uh, is this retired colonel maintaining the same opinion now? You know, I tried to find out. I I, I saw an email of not an email, but a, uh, a YouTube video of him that was done a month ago. And uh, I, I uh, haven't finished watching it, but uh, so, so far, you know, he hasn't said anything about Israel. However, he is talking about the Ukraine and uh, Joe Biden. And um, so I, I can't answer your question right now. Okay, so you see what I'm getting at. Do you? Well, just for the record, if you don't mind, lay it out so I, so I can be clear I understand. <laughs> well, you pointed to an article uh, that goes back to 2018, mm-hmm. four years ago, four years ago. Right. And the inference that you are making is mm-hmm. that his views the, the colonel's views then are the same now, but you don't have verification of that. Okay, can I, can I pause for a moment here? When, when, yeah. I, when I quoted the article yesterday, I thought it was a current article because it came in a current email. The current email was one that I got on yesterday. And uh, I didn't realize the date of the article until I had finished reading the article. And then I realized that I had made a mistake. Because, yeah, we're talking a different timeline, four years, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and but at that time, you, yeah, went, but, you went for it because it was a criticism by a retired military officer of Israel's policy, was it not? And that's really what you wanted to discuss. I'm sorry. Say that again. I went for it because what now? I went for it because Because what? it hit you, mm-hmm. although it was an entirely different time frame, that mm-hmm. it was again showing Israel as an agitator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Causing problems, and mm-hmm. you went for that angle without mm-hmm. doing the 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 checking, the verification of the time. Mm-hmm. Guilty, guilty, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for at least admitting that you got suckered in. 
So having yeah, I don't know if it was an intentional sucker in, but 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 yeah, yeah, it you know it fit the yeah, you know Israel that I had and, and Netanyahu and you know the, all the canards mm-hmm. were raised in what you thought was a current article, mm-hmm. and so you 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 went with it without authenticating things. Right, correct. Okay. Yep. So yep. what's the lesson you learned from that? Oh, slow down and, and be just more careful, <laughs> you know? <laughs> slow down. You're going too fast. That's right. Right, exactly. And make sure right. you, you represent uh, the situation as accurately as you can because right. you, therefore, were serving in the, in the capacity of a journalist when you presented that idea or, or that article. Mm-hmm. You were in the capacity of a journalist. And therefore, you had every obligation. You had, I mean, every demand was being made of you to, to check your facts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Didn't quite look at it that way, but I, I will from now on. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for that, by the way, because that makes you so much more useful to the struggles that everybody's dealing with. As long as you get your facts right, you can stand up to any criticism. You see? That is important. That is the the fundamental point right here. Get your facts right. Thank you, Leona. I I really appreciate your honesty and directness today. I really appreciate that. Rob from New York, you're on the air. Hello, you tree. Hello, hello, Rob. <laughs> uh, off the top, I'd like to thank you for doing what you do to bring some light into an often dark and desolate planet. And um, I I would like, if I can, to do a little public service announcement here. Hello? Yeah, you you have me all um, on pins and needles because we don't do that on the program. What's the public Uh, service announcement? It's for... um, you know the the common good. It's it's nothing commercial. You're telling me what it's not. What is it? Well, it's um, it, it's a group uh, that that's been formed over the last uh, year or so uh, to uh, promote medical freedom. You know, freedom of choice. My body, my choice. Uh, which seems to have, you know, gone by the wayside these days. Um, uh, basically, uh, you know, against mandates for the vaccines and so on. Okay, well, let's let's separate things out. You can't. It would not be permissible for you to act as a spokesperson on this program, uh, specifically promoting a group. I can't allow that. 
um, I just it would be, wanted to, it would be you know, to make doable. your audience aware that, you know, there might be, for those people that feel like they're out in the wilderness, you know, I mean, currently, we, you know, we have a mayor that, here. I mean, your that, intentions uh, are good, your intentions are good, but um, we, we can't do that. It would be doable if there were an issue, for example, that the group is contending with right now on which they have a policy position. That's different. But to do public relations work to promote a specific organization or group, that's not part of what I do. I, um, I, I, I'm not clear why, why, why is that? For one thing, it would be unfair. Many, many organizations want exactly the same thing. They want coverage. And it's a very competitive world. And for me, I'm interested in what is your policy decision? Is it newsworthy? And could I uh, get other people involved in the conversation. I do not, I, I cannot and will not be a spokesperson for an organization. How good it is, no matter how well-meaning it is, uh, because that is a public relations function. I'm not a public relations person. I'm a journalist. Right, well, <clears throat> we're, we're just, uh, you know, the the goal of this organization is to just to let people know that there might be some alternative to the you know current narrative which which seems to be rather one-sided and whenever whenever well, that's anybody their job. Uh, their job has their job now is to find out how to craft an approach to the public with that in mind with that premise in mind which is where the journalism comes in, and as opposed to the public relations. I don't do public relations. It sounds heartless, but it's not really. It is in keeping with what we do at PRN. We try to maintain a certain distance and neutrality, uh, and it's okay. There are times when you can get very personal and very direct uh, and it's permissible, but generally, I have found, this is my experience now, going over more than three decades, of people wanting to capture you and have you do their public relations for them. I, I don't do that, ever. Well, um, I, I mean, uh, what uh, are, do you... Do you voice your your own opinion on such matters as the, the mandates and vaccines and the, the lockdowns? And I haven't. I haven't. I figured the, there's enough information available, and if I think it would help to make things even clearer, sure, you could do a program on that. But I'm not. I don't respond to organizations that think that they could kind of hire you without pay, 
can be their public relations arm. I, I don't do that. Right. I mean, uh, the the uh, the information that's being put out there these days, you know, seems to be rather one-sided, you know. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of censorship going on. They're taking people off of YouTube for talking about vitamin C and things like that, you know. Yes. Gary Nold, by the way, who uh, is one of the leading voices against that is on the station. Uh, he owns a station, and he's been doing a lot of work on this for a long time. For a long time. Right. Um, it is a good idea, of course, to get other voices um, involved in discussing these critical issues. It's very good, a good idea. But don't confuse it. And, and not just for me. Don't confuse it for other uh, reporters and people who are serious journalists. Don't try to saddle them with a public relations task. Right. It's not going to go over well. It's not going to go okay. well. However, right. there's a way. Um, if you're privy to a burgeoning problem, within, you know, the arena that you operate in. And it is newsworthy, definitely you can try to get some attention based on that. And you will also have to share the stage with other people who may have different points of view. Right. But to uh, basically be one-dimensional about it, it's really not good journalistic practice to do that. Right. Well, <clears throat> uh, unfortunately, what's, what's out there at the moment, uh, you know, what most people are able to hear is rather one-dimensional. You know? I agree. But then it is the task of the organization to solve it, to solve yeah. their public relations problem. Right. Without... Right. Parking the car in my garage. You could participate okay. in a program where other people are presenting different points of view. That's perfectly fine. But right. to simply you know, have your organization talking about things from its point of view, that's not fair. And it's not right. right. It's not ethical, actually. Okay. All right. All right. Sorry we can't uh, do any business today. But <laughs> well, today keep, uh, we can't do business today, in. but that doesn't mean we can't do business ever. No. I explained no. to you what would have to happen, what conditions are best for you to get the word out, not just on this program, but in other programs as well. And also I explained, I hope, uh, that you could understand what the limitations are that people have to consider when journalists say, no, I can't do that. Uh-oh, here we go. The music is on, which means we're out of here. Thank you all for contributing today, and have yourselves a good weekend. Stay close to your friends and family. 
and we pick this up again next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>